Hey people, welcome to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. I'm Chris Hatfield, aka Not Another Sales Guy. I'm a sales coach and consultant who works with coaches, business owners, and people in the world of sales who want to become more comfortable and confident in selling in their own natural human way. If you're enjoying the podcast episodes and would like to access some great free resources linked to the podcast series through the monthly newsletter, which also includes podcast extracts and news on upcoming masterminds, live streams and events, then you can email me chris.hatfield at notanothersalesguy.com. That's chris.hatfield at notanothersalesguy.com and quote, let's do this. This episode of Not Another Sales Podcast is brought to you by Mindful Talent, a global coaching organization that trains aspiring coaches and innovative leaders. Their programs, The Trusted Coach and The Trusted Leader, are founded on the principles of mindfulness and developed in alignment with contemporary neuroscience, offering a globally recognized coaching qualification that is accredited by the Association for Coaching. Their online blended learning program has qualified hundreds of participants around the world, helping them to gain an edge in life and in business by increasing their emotional and social intelligence and their ability to connect with others. If you're interested in training with this incredible organization, which I would highly recommend, then you can visit their website and use my personalized URL code to gain 10% off any of their programs. www.mindfultalent.coach That's www.mindfultalent.coach and reference my code, not another sales. And now, on with the episode. In today's episode, I'm joined by founder, speaker, and host of Humans 2.0, a top 100 podcast series, Mark Metry. And Mark and I are going to be talking all about the human traits needed to succeed. We're going to start by discussing what they are, how we need to adapt to our ever-evolving world around us, and how you can begin to develop the traits that will really make a difference to your everyday life and business. Mark will also share his story of how he's built a top 100 podcast series, as well as an insight into how he's evolved over time. So sit back, grab a pen and pad and enjoy. Mark, welcome. How are you? Can I be better, Chris? Thanks so much for having me, man. Very welcome. Thanks for joining me on an episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. Dude, it's my pleasure, man. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Yeah, and, and Mark, for people that maybe i don't know haven't been on linkedin for a while or haven't been in the social game for for a while and for some reason haven't come across you yet it'd be great for you to just give them a bit of an insight and background of of who you are and and what makes you you yeah so uh mark metry i'm 21 years old kind of like my start is um my parents immigrated from Egypt to the United States a year before I was born in 1997. And in turn, I was always sort of a like crafty and resourceful kid. Um, you know, I had my own limitations. I had my own, um, you know, shortcomings like we all do. And, you know, really like, you know, some things that I think some people should know about me is when I was at 15, I started the world's number one Minecraft server. When I was 13 years old, I had a YouTube channel that had 35,000 subscribers. Uh, I'm the founder of this company called View Dream in the virtual and augmented reality space. And I host a top 100 podcast that I do really just for fun called uh, Humans 2.0 that was born out of uh, my need to um, you know, surround myself with the 
greatest minds that are alive today and learn from them so I can create the results in my own life. And I've kind of been on like this like 2.0 journey just for like the last two years. Um, like I really made a fundamental shift in my life uh, of this time in November of 2016. So um, ever since then, I've kind of like just been like a bat out of hell and just kind of like blazing my own trail in life. Yeah. And um, that's me, man. Great. Thank you for sharing that. And it's been, you know, from an external point of view, great to to come across someone like yourself. Obviously, having started my podcast about just over four months ago now and and to see the kind of journey you've been on and, and what you've been doing. So I think, you know, I'm, I'm not just speaking for myself here, but I think you're providing a lot of inspiration and ideas for how people should be approaching the world of not just podcasting but if you want to start something get on and do it and learn as you go dude i'm glad i could be that for you and some other people if they you know find it that way like for me um you know there's also other people that um they you know had podcasts people that i never really knew in real life that actually gave me that kind of like mental kick in the butt and i think it's one of the reasons why i'm i'm here today and you know i'm just here to you know, take a seat at the table and, and also learn and not try to, you know, come off as some sort of like an expert or a guru, um, but just kind of like learn as well and like pass off that torch to other people. Yeah. And I've, I've mentioned this before to a number of guests, I think by, by teaching and giving back what you're learning as well, it's reinforcing um, your knowledge in terms of being able to then relate to others. It's all very well knowing what you know but it's a far different kettle of fish being able to then transfer that or translate that to someone else oh dude you have no idea man um like i really just started figuring this out and maybe i want to say like the last three months mm -hmm. but um starting this podcast has been by far the greatest thing and not not even because of like I would do this podcast if nobody listened to it, to be completely honest with you. Um, like nothing in terms of like the influence or the branding or like the other opportunities that it's created for me, but just like surrounding myself with a bigger feedback loop. And I think, uh, you know, somebody can also do this with like a business in which you are just um, like a player within that loop and you're sort of, um, like there and you're interacting with it. And, you know, what, what happens is when other people um, become a part of that feedback loop, like a podcast or like a business, it just like puts you on a different level and you're like learning so many more um, different things, like the ability in which I'm able to, you know, listen to my interview with Seth Godin that I recorded three months ago and like contrast that to, the way that I'm talking today and how I talk is, is really just mind blowing. Um, and like the other great thing is that, you know, by doing this podcast, like it's the people that I interview have actually become like, um, not all of them, but sort of like my mentors, like mentally speaking. And yeah. like when your mind has friends or is surrounded by certain people of a caliber, it just completely like uptakes your game. And, um, so like, I'll tell you, like I started this podcast, um, I started it in August of last year and I only got serious about it at the beginning of this year in January. And I got super serious about it in August. Um, no, not in August, in June where I made it into a daily podcast and it's just fundamentally changed not only 
like what I'm doing on a day to day, but also like the various opportunities that's created for me. Like I've gotten so many different speaking gigs. I'm going to be a keynote speaker at the future technology summit. I'm like getting these massive um, clients with like these fortune 500 companies that want to work with me. And it's just completely changed the game from that sort of standpoint too. And um, it just, like you said, man, it's just about doing it. You know, like I've literally, like, I'm not even joking. I've literally still been messaging certain people that told me they're going to start a podcast like all the way last year and just haven't done it. And that's really the differentiator, man. It's like the people that actually do stuff, like they win and it's not because (laughs) they're special or anything, but it's just because like, if you actually think about it, there's just so little competition. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, everyone can have the greatest ideas, but if you, unless you're putting it into action, then you're no different to anyone else, really. You got it, bro. And that kind of leads on to uh, what I wanted to talk to you today about, Mark, really. And you mentioned the reason why you started Humans 2.0 was to surround yourself with the greatest minds. And I think within this in this world of constant evolution in the world around us, these new advancements, as you mentioned, with tech and AI and VR and so on, what's going on is that we almost need to ensure as human beings within our minds that we're keeping up and even staying ahead of the curve in terms of how we evolve. So what do you think from an intrinsic point of view from the, our human traits is integral for us to develop and focus on for us to be able to evolve this world and, and bring ourselves to the next level? Yeah, man. So, you know, like to, for the short version is, you know, it's all of those, you know, good, um, traits that like your grandmother told you that whenever you hear them now, they just kind of like are disappear because you hear them so often. And, um, like what I mean by that is what technology is actually enabling us to do as humans is, and Gary Vaynerchuk talks about this all the time, but it's actually enabling those good qualities, those good traits to actually win in the real world because we're all interconnected by this invisible web called the internet. And that just wasn't a thing before. And in turn, it's dramatically, dramatically increased our own level of consciousness about the way that, you know, we can relate to somebody on the other side of a planet, which is why we don't really have wars anymore in the same kind of fashion that we did a hundred, 200 years ago. Um, So what that really means, and I talked about this with Seth Godin in my interview is, or or he mentioned, is, you know, the people that, you know, genuinely care, the people that encompass um, different traits, like they, um, you know, empathy is is a popular word, but it also just means caring for Mm. for people and and having the ability to, to be in their shoes, not necessarily um, like being responsible for them, but just kind of empathizing with them. That's a big thing. Um, caring, you know, hardworking, consistency, just all of these sort of like motivational words that we hear for the longest time. You know, one thing I'll tell you that has been like the major mind breaker for me after doing my podcast. And I realized like, oh my God, all of these people that I've interviewed, um, you know, like they're all a little bit different and they're all a little bit of the same. But one thing that I've, I've noticed among the ones that like are achieving at the most high level is, you know, they consistently go 
I don't want to say against their thoughts, but they actually do stuff um, against their thoughts and they take action despite their different fears, thoughts, and insecurities. Because I know for me, like I never thought of myself as, as a successful person. And whenever I heard about success or, you know, being one of those guys, my brain would just tell me like, hey, you know, you can't do that because of this. Like you, you're just not that kind of person. And like, once you actually understand that, like these super successful people actually have their own insecurities, they have their own fears, they have their own doubts, just like every other human being. The thing that separates them is what they do after that thought comes, yeah. um, which is why a lot of them, you know, deploy different tactics, um, not tactics, but kind of like routines and habits along the lines of uh, mindfulness or meditation, because it's been shown that you know, your thoughts lose their power over you. Um, and you don't actually believe every single thought that your mind makes, um, through some sort of a meditation activity. So it's really about the people that take action despite those thoughts. And it's like this, you know, our mind is an organ, it's called the brain and its job is literally to think you can't shut it off. The way that I think about it is kind of like, if you look at an ocean and you look at the waves, the wave just comes right after the other. You can't stop. It doesn't matter if you try to put a, you know, a rock or a, you know, a wall in the way. The water will move around and those waves yeah. will still come. And I think a lot of people do that with, um, you know, various things. I think you know that's where addiction and and different things that we try to do to, you know, cope in life. Like it's just it, it's useless. So like the real key is understanding like, hey. If you know another wave is coming, like just embrace it, accept it. And that I know that sounds a little bit weird, but if you actually, you know, pick up a meditation practice, you're actually going to start to see that effect. Cuz like what meditation is really about is it's not about like some people have this understanding of, you know, meditation is, you know, where you sit in a corner, you sit crisscrossed and you know, you try to not to think about something and some people might have tried it once or twice and they give up and they say, Hey, it's not for me. Or, um, it is, uh, like I I can't get my thoughts to stop. And the main goal of it is for you to literally like sit down for however long you do it and like, understand that you're looking at an ocean and those waves are hitting again and again and again. Cause like, once you understand that, when you have one of those other thoughts throughout the day, it doesn't stop you. You've already taken care of your monkey mind. So whether you know you're working on your business or you're working on that, that's actually what stops most people. You know, I've learned that the growth of somebody's business actually has everything to do with their psychological resilience and their mm-hmm. emotional well-being. It's yeah. fundamentally that. And in terms of the growth and everything, and um, you know, the people that have told me this are, you know, people like. Um, you know, Naveen Jain, people that are worth tens of billions of dollars because they really do understand this. So like my gigantic kind of like thesis on this and is like, okay, what's the one thing that all these successful people have in common? It's the fact that they understand that their thoughts are just made up shit that their brain extrudes on a regular basis and they can't stop it. That's basically it. And then it comes down to the individual of what they do to combat that, like what they do to sort of cope with that. Like I I threw in some things like meditation, but, um, you know, for some people that's not 
necessarily sitting down and, and like literally meditating. For some people, it's a different activity. So I think that's, that's what I would say is sort of like one of the big hitters of the people that I've interviewed and the, the one sort of like mega trait. Because what happens is once you get that going, you just start to take consistent uh, action. You don't have yeah. stuff to stop you anymore. And like, it doesn't matter if you're smart. It doesn't matter if you're stupid. Eventually, if you keep doing it long enough, you'll have some sort of a win. Um, like I, I talk about this, like in my past, a lot of people, you know, kind of at the beginning when I introduced myself, I kind of like mentioned in some like highlights, but like what a lot of people don't know is when I was a super young kid. And like I told you, I had that YouTube channel with 35,000 subscribers. You know what number YouTube channel that was? Because I had to keep on remaking them because like my Google AdSense, the way that I was making clicks off ads, um, just like, was it working or like somebody hacked my channel? I had to do that seven times. The number one Minecraft server that I started literally a few months before it, I literally started a server, a Minecraft server, and it literally made $0. It completely failed. But yeah. what separated me is I just did it again. And I, and that's not to say like, you have to be smart to do this or intelligent. It's just like, you've got to have actually a little bit of like dumbfounded, um, like stupidity, not stupidity, but like the ability to just sort of plunge yourself in the unknown. And for somebody that thinks a lot, for somebody that's neurotic, that's like the most terrifying thing to do. And the matter of the fact is our brains, these organs that spit out thoughts, you know, I, I don't remember what the number is, but I think it's like the average human has 60,000 thoughts a day and 90% of them are identical to the same ones as yesterday. Mm -hmm. So it's like, once you actually start to see your thoughts, it actually structures your life because it actually influences your behavior. So it's like, if you can sort of like reverse engineer that sort of mind body reality sequence, you can actually get a hold of, of yourself. And I think a lot of people that I've interviewed have also had that in common. Yeah. Definitely. And I think, you know, you put it that, as you mentioned there, thoughts are just thoughts at the end of the day. And as you mentioned, it's the successful people are the ones that actually just see it as that rather than this barrier. And I had a, a guest of mine on my podcast, a guy called John Sane, and he talked about um, life isn't a, isn't a game. It's a series of games. And the more games we play, mm. the more we're invited to play again. And he talked about, he used this analogy of when he was traveling via um, plane to different countries is that you've got your economy class you've got business class and you've got first class and economy class you're kind of just running around and you know just sort of bouncing off the walls of life and then you move into the business class where you realize there's actually these rules in and these rules within these games that you can mm. actually understand and then once you actually understand them it's now you can understand you can manipulate them and that's when you move into a bit more of a, a first class style of mindset where you're actually able to not just understand the rules but realize that you are the owner and the judge and the referee of all of those rules and you can create your own and bend them to to um to support you within your your everyday life yeah i really love that and like if you want to take that a step further like you know you said that thoughts are just thoughts and you know if you if you go into that a little bit more like like literally what is it like it's a bunch of neurons firing on like your you know like that your adipose tissue with like your myelin and like that's literally what it is. And like the reason why I say that is most people are dictated by the opinions of other people around them. 
Yeah. The reason is our brains, just like I said, they're organs and they're organs that are made to keep us to survive. And as our environment has been changing with technology throughout thousands of years, the dominant threat now is not anything that will actually kill us. Like you're more likely to eat yourself to death than be eaten. You're more likely to commit suicide than somebody actually murdering you. So like the way in which that our brains have evolved through technology and through human cooperation have just fundamentally shifted our environment. So the predominant threat that our brain now actively seeks out and detects is social interaction. For me, I had a real problem with social anxiety. And like through that, you actually understand that the way that your brain detects danger actually has no concept of the truth. It's not even a factor that comes in. So you could be like, you know, sitting down like in your desk or whatever it is, like in your house alone, being like terrified um, of like a bunch of different things. And your brain and your body is in a stress response where you're in a chronic state of stress. And just like I said, the brain and the body is not meant to do that. So what ends up happening is your brain starts to uh, create different sources of what they call now inflammation from that stress all over your body. It's the cause of most diseases. Um, it, it's, the, it's the biggest cause for you know unhappiness. And ultimately, I think it's like, once you get that, like, okay, the average human has 60,000 thoughts. And what are those thoughts actually? It's a bunch of like electricity firing from neurons, which is really nothing. Then you're like, oh, wait, so I don't actually care what, um, you know, Devin or, or Jake think about me. I don't care what they say because they are subject to the same thing that I am subject to. And that's a bunch of those thoughts firing. Um, mm. So through doing that, you really give yourself the permission. Because like, like, honestly, like I didn't really understand this until... Um, you know, a lot of people started to reach out to me and, you know, I just thought that, you know, Gary V was sort of like on a like broken record for always saying like, oh, like people don't do things because of other people's opinions. It wasn't only until I started to like talk to a bunch of people in this similar field that that's actually the main problem. And the people who like get this, they give themselves the permission, they choose themselves. And if they're consistent and their stuff is good, they eventually win. Like that's the biggest thing. And especially now with social media, quote unquote, because if you put out a video, all of your different friend circles now have access to it. Your family has access to it. Um, any kind of coworkers for some people. And then when you're living in our brain, supposed hostile social environment, that's like the biggest danger ever. And I think that's why yeah. people don't actually, whether it's posting stuff online or do that thing. I think it all comes down to what they think of their stuff. Yeah, and I think uh, on the topic of traits, I think with the world of, of technology now and the way it is and we're so exposed is that what we believe can be our greatest weaknesses are actually our greatest strengths. When you look at something like authenticity, people's biggest fear of putting themselves out there is thinking because they've got their certain mindset in a certain way is, oh God, they're going to see me for who I am. Whereas if you flip that mindset is that they're going to see me for who I am, which is great because I'm not like anyone else on this human, on this earth. So therefore that is my unique selling point straight away. 
that that's why people are going to buy into me. And, you know, going back to your point earlier on about how our brains work and that all emotions are actually neutral. It's actually our perception of our emotions that put them into a positive or negative mm. camp. So there's a great TED talk on this about how to make stress your friend. And I talked about this in the previous mm. episode as well, in that stress is actually an inbuilt response mechanism to, to support us, to get our body ready for a situation. It actually releases hormones that actually make us more social when we're actually stressed mm. to reach out to people. So it's the way in which we perceive Absolutely. our emotions that actually affects us. And our brain isn't able to necessarily compute certain things. So there's this thing, and I shared this on a video a few weeks ago, and for people listening to this who are in that situation sometimes where they might have a, a panic attack or an anxiety attack, or they're sitting there and mm. you might have that kind of feeling of, you just don't know what's quite right. Is It's really simple, and it's just called, I call it clearing the space. So the first thing really is to is to notice it. Notice that something isn't right. Like Don't just go on with your day. Notice that this isn't me. Because sometimes we can get so caught in that loop just thinking this is this is the narrative. I'm going to go along with this. Take a second and go, something just doesn't feel right here. And then name that emotion. Don't name the thought. Name the emotion. Like, what's the actual feeling? Is it fear? Is it anger? Is it anxiety? Because just by naming it through affect labeling, what we're able to do then by our brain is to sort of switch off that alarm system. I use the analogy sometimes. It's a bit like when the uh, door gets knocked and dog's barking because the dog thinks the house is under attack. And you might just say to the dog, it's only the postman. And then straight away, it's like, ah, oh, right, I understand this now. And it's exactly the same when we're telling our brain what we're feeling, the emotion rather than the thought. And then what we can do from there is neutralize it by simply writing it down, saying it out loud, actually just naming it in the first place is a real good way to deal with that and to be able to move past that emotion that can sometimes suffocate us or stop us from focusing on the task at hand. Yeah, man. And I think like, you know, kind of like you said, like, there's a reason for it happening. There is a, there's a real reason. And I don't think it's something that, you know, you can kind of just like shove under the cover. Like, like, listen, like, here's the thing. You can meditate, you can do yoga, you can exercise, you can eat healthy, you can sleep eight hours, you can surround yourself with awesome people. I think you can do all that stuff. But I think for a lot of people, if you're a certain type of person you could actually be having that response. Like I know for me, I had different anxiety attacks because you're not who you are made to be. Yeah. You are somebody that should not, you know, be in school. You should be, you should, you should be out in like a field or something, or you should be out doing something with like with your hands. Um, you know, if you are, you know, if you're at your job, your nine to five job and like you've done everything and like, you've not just like, blamed your job for why you're why you're depressed but like you've actually taken the steps and you're consciously aware and like you still kind of get that feeling like it's a it, like it, this is a major sign that you should just sort of like stop and yeah write down those feelings but you should also like figure out that maybe the life path you're on isn't your path and like ultimately what i've what i've decided or not decided but ultimately what i think it comes down to man chris is like if you are on your path, if you are like trying to be the person that you are made to be, I think everything else will sort itself out on its own. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I think everyone is exactly where they're supposed to be right now in time. Um, like for me, I kind of talked about it, how I had a lot of different uh, experience, some severe social anxiety from like the ages of uh, eight to 18, 19. And, you know, I believe that 
that was like meant for me. Like I believe that like whether it's whether you believe in God or some sort of like a higher power or like your higher true self or whatever that is, I really feel like certain things happen in our lives to prepare us for the future. And if I didn't, you know, have like if you talk to me when I'm still kind of going through it, I tell you is the worst thing. Yeah. But looking back at it now, there's no way I'd be where I'd be if I didn't go through that. So like, I think it's a balance of like, you know, you've got to understand that you've got to take responsibility for your life. And if you actually want it, like you've got to ask yourself, how bad do you want it? And what are you willing to do to get there? And yeah. complaining about it doesn't make it any better. It's going to make you worse. And then I also think it's about like, um, kind of like tripling down on yourself and not necessarily listening to other people and just kind of like moving on your own path. And I think once you do that, then you can actually live like a life of uh, achievement. Like, and, and you know, like the thing I'm talking about is I, you know, I don't, I think a lot of people do not want this. Um, and I don't think it's for most people, but I'm, you know, I'm trying to get to the people that are super, super achievers, even if they haven't achieved anything, meaning in the sense of like, you know, you know, deep down that, you know, you were made more for yeah. this stuff. And a lot of people are not necessarily like that. I don't know if they're made that way or they've been conditioned to think that way, but ultimately this is who it's for, man. I don't think that, you know, you can send a message to somebody that isn't ready and they'll get it, like no matter what you do. But I do think that you can plant certain seeds. Like I remember, um, you know, when I was younger, uh, you know, whenever I heard something, um, I, like there's no way it clicked, but I'll look back at it, you know, five years and I'll be like, oh, Wow. That's what that is. And that's how it connected. So like, I think it's about putting seeds and then just like, kind of like letting everyone do, you know, their own thing. Yeah. And I think, you know, the biggest thing in life, as you say, at the time, you might not be able to make sense of it, but that's what life is all about is planting those seeds that will eventually grow and become that plant one day that you can look back on and realize, as you say, why that happened and why you went through that. Because at the time, as you mentioned as well about complaining, you can either complain about something and waste all your time and energy in, in something that isn't actually benefiting you or you can think how can i use this to fuel me and what can i learn from this situation whether it's a job i'm not happy in or whether it's a certain circumstance in life what what have i learned about myself and how i can utilize it in the future but also how i can empower others to do the same as well who might be going through that experience boom man i think the most admirable thing a human being can do is go down in the dungeon and, um, you know, suffer and sacrifice in their own way. And then, you know, kind of find a gem that they can uh, use to bring back up for themselves and for other people to illuminate the way. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it all comes down to, and I know this is another overused word, but patience in that I think because of, you know, it's great with technologies, advancements and social media and all this other stuff, but it's very easy for them people to start, comparing themselves to others and, and what it should be about is again changing your mindset to the people to inspire you not intimidate you and that the people around you when you're going through your feed or when you're connecting with people in your network don't look at them with intimidation look at them with inspiration that they're providing for you and as you said with at the start is that you've spoke to people or not even spoke to people but listened to people on podcasts and videos that have indirectly become mentors 
for you and yeah. I've, I've felt the same as well people i've never met or spoken to yet have become a mentor for me and that's that's the great thing about this it's just all of this comes down to how are you going to view life in a in a positive or a negative sense and it comes down to you have that choice it is your choice it is your you give yourself permission yeah. to fear things you give yourself permission to not try things and vice versa so it all comes down to you yes there's circumstance yes there's things around that part all the all it starts with is are you going to decide whether this is going to victimize you or fuel you in your environment dude you nailed it and i think you know people just and that's that's something that people might just sort of and again i'm not just talking about this now that someone's just going to go right got it completely get that and that's and that's fine but it's just about doing those little steps start thinking in your life whether it's your career everyday life your morning, your evening routine, start making choices where you can decide what's going to benefit you, what's going to serve you and what's going to sabotage you. Yeah. And I think it's, um, you know, I think it's also like understanding that life's a really long Mm -hmm. game and it's like, Hey, are you going to let, you know, chapter two of your story, um, make you angry and resentful and, um, you know, unappreciative, um, because it might not, pan out so well because dude you've got you know season three four five six seven eight nine and it's just like i think a big part of people suffering comes from thinking that you know where they are in terms of like literally like they're physical and then also they're mental and emotional Mm -hmm. like thinking that that's the way it is forever and in doing so um you know that eliminates hope within your mind and once you do that then you become hopeless and then you become helpless and then you just become disassociated from your life um so i think it's super important it's a bit like the weather really you know when it's raining we're not like oh god this is it forever it's like oh well i've heard it's going to be sunny tomorrow and it's exactly like our emotions and then don't get stuck into it and think it's it's here to stay just realize it's it's a wave and to ride that wave but also to to lean into it sometimes don't just try and sweep under the car and learn from it yeah, exactly. And and the more you can do that, even just by doing it at that point, will will help you probably overcome that 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 storm at that time sooner than if you just feel like you're immersed in it and you have no choice but to be swept up by the tornado in it. Bingo. So what do, what do you think out of all of these things you talked about, Mark? And it's very interesting about all the things you mentioned at the start about starting the Minecraft server and the YouTube channel and humans 2.0, what do you think you've learned most about yourself? But this, that's probably quite a big question, but is, is there one or two things that you look back on and think that's really maybe who I am? Uh, I'll answer your question in two ways. One question is, so I'm 21 years old right now. And when I turned, well, yeah, when I turned 21 in, in July, um, the 20 year old version of me was completely is now completely dead. And I've become somebody completely, uh, I don't want to say completely different, but somebody who's upgraded. Like I don't, I don't necessarily, you know, want to be somebody that's, you know, considered the same, like, just like you said, like life is going to hit us with a lot of curveballs, and it's all about learning from it. Not necessarily saying this is good or bad. I mean, you should definitely say things are more good than bad. Um, but it's about learning from it. So I think that's it. And I think, I think something that I've really been thinking a lot about myself as to kind of like, you know, why, you know, why I am where I am 
in every single aspect of my life. And ultimately, I think it's, I think it's my ability to associate, this is going to sound pretty messed up, but <laughs> associate and disassociate from different stories of my head uh, when I want to. Uh, and what I mean by that is, like, I remember, like, I remember, like, when I really started to, you know, kind of like turn my life around two years ago in 2016, I, like, I know I said that I did a bunch of things when I was younger, but I was not successful mentally speaking. I might have been outwardly successful, but I wasn't internally successful. And when I look back at that time and like, you know, the, when my narrative, when the story in my head about myself switched was like, really, I just realized that that story got obsolete and I immediately associated myself and everything about myself with a new story. Um, so like that served me well, and it's also served me not so well, as you can imagine. So I think like out of all of the things that I could say that sort of make me me, I think I really do sort of like have this ability to pick up new different stories, which is really, if you really want to talk about it, your identity in order to shift into different environments, depending on whatever the goal is. And I've really seen that in myself. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I think that's probably like, probably the weirdest answer you've ever heard, but that'd be it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's no, I think uh, to me, it all makes sense. And I think from that, it, it kind of ties in, even though we haven't necessarily mentioned that word until now, but the stories, the narrative, which you tell yourself and that's it's all about what you feed your brain to create those stories and what limiting beliefs you're putting on yourself and that you can change your story and it might be difficult and it, yes it's not going to happen overnight but just be aware you're listening to this you can change it and there is some great steps and great you know finding the right kind of environment and so on other people around you but just, even, even that you yeah i think um yeah i mean i think i think it's like as simple as this if you like spend some time with yourself, you close your eyes and you just genuinely think like, what do I want? Like, what do I want out of life? And like, you imagine whatever, like, like whatever happens in like the best case scenario happens in like the next 10 years. And you like see your life in like the most beautiful way that you could possibly imagine at that time in 10 years. And then, you know, open your eyes, come back to reality and whatever's, like stopping you like, Oh, I, you know, I would do that, but whatever comes after that, but like, Oh, but my parents won't let me, or, uh, you know, I can't have fun or I'm not this kind of yeah. person, whatever that, whatever comes after that, but that is the mm -hmm. story. And like, once you become aware of that and, you know, through writing these down, which has been a common theme here, you really do become sort of like the, um, the uh the spectator the the architect within your own thoughts and there's always like a sort of uh like inception level to that like there's always the story within the story within mm. the story within the story and like that <laughs> that can be complicated so like that's why it's super important to always be upgrading to not be the same person who you were at 20 or 21 it's not to say that you know that person was bad or anything but it's just like in life we've got to be constantly in motion. If you don't grow, you die. It's as simple as that. And I think that relates to everything else. So really it's all about upgrading continuously. And then also like 
battling that story, battling that narrative. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think it, you're so right in terms of constantly upgrading in that. I think um, you see a lot of people's problems mentally, physically, emotionally, whatever it might be, is because they've got to a point in life where they've stagnated and they get into a rut of going through the same old routine every day. And we are creatures of habit, which is, you know, part of our makeup, but we can also be creatures of change. And we, is, if we're embracing that change and constantly realizing that just because we've got to a certain level, it doesn't mean we can't be happy, but we can you know, be grateful for what we have while striving for more for what we want. We can find that balance and that's where we need to be. 100%. Well, Mark, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you so much for your, your stories and, and your insights today. It's been great chatting. <laughs> yeah, man. Chris, I really enjoyed this, man. You are a, a great podcast host and I hope um, you know everyone out there that listened to this you know, had as much fun as I did. <laughs> Great. And for, for people that aren't familiar with you, Mark, and want to now jump on the journey and follow what's going on in your world, how can they find you? Yeah. So just um, search my name, search my podcast, uh, mostly on um, LinkedIn, Instagram. Those are great platforms for me. My name is Mark Metry, M-A-R-K-M-E-T-R-Y. Perfect. Well, thanks again. Reach out. Very accessible. Great. Great. Well, thank you again, Mark. It's been It's been a pleasure. Dude, Chris, of course, yeah. This is awesome. And for the listeners, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. Hey, people. Thanks for listening to another episode of Not Another Sales Podcast. If you want to stay up to date with the latest episodes and posts, you can find me on Instagram, Not Another Sales Guy, underscore in each of those words. You can also find the podcast on all major platforms by typing Not Another Sales Podcast. And also, if you want to connect with me on LinkedIn, I go by the name of Chris Hatfield. So thanks again and stay tuned for another episode.